Pints and Bites Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Tights and Bites Podcast. Tights and Bites. I know we're cute. And we're a podcast. And there is Lindsay and Hal and Danielle Radford. We are a podcast. And then there's Julian. He's our producer. And he is patient as hell. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the Lord of the Dance, Danielle Radford. And I'm joined today by my fellow member of the Nation of Conversation, Lindsayville Kelk. I am evil. I am a natural heel. So I do respect that. Uh, and I just want to draw everyone's attention to once again that we are howlers. So please strap in for an hour of cats and butts and cats and butts and cats and butts and shouting. Cats uh, and butts and cats and butts. <laughs> I think it's important to clarify up top. I keep promising cats and butts and then there aren't enough cats and butts. So I will try and add more cats and butts this week. Well, we cut a lot of the cats and butts. So I apologize for that. Yeah, we'll we'll Cats work harder. And butts podcast. <laughs> it's the perfect Cats and Butts podcast. Cats. And of course, we can discuss what we enjoyed from wrestling. Lindsay Kelk, what made you happy this week? I feel like a giant wrestle fraud this week. Um, because I'm gonna be really honest, because I feel like the nation of conversation is is a safe and honest space. I feel like everyone knows the world is on fire. And I did not see as much wrestling as I might like this week because I spent a lot of it running around in a circle going, what is going on? Because between, you know, the Prime Minister of the UK being like an actual criminal uh, and then all of the things that are happening here, it's been quite a stressful week. And usually when it's a stressful week, I lean into my wrestling, but I just couldn't. (laughs) I can't find joy, uh, which is an issue for me and my therapist. But um (laughs) <laughs> I did see some bits and pieces. I saw I saw some of Raw and I saw little bits of Dynamite. I, I honestly, I full disclosure, I was just like, I don't think this is a week for me to be watching anything to do with Bullet Club. And I, I don't I know we don't want to do this. This is a good, happy, safe space, and I really want this to be that. Some levity and some escape. If we don't um, protect ourselves and look after ourselves, then we can't do the work that we need to do. And there is work that's gonna be need right. to be done. So um that said, the bits that I did see like i thought were good i love and all the belts i love and all the belts right um and we got that for bloodline and i like that give an assist to Heyman. give a bigger assist to the wwe undisputed universal champion the bloodline has all the damn gold And I still am just very, very curious as to where that's going now. Like, I love when you have a plan and I love when a plan comes together. And then I love to know that there's a plan for after the plan. Do you know what WWE is not historically well known for? What, Lindsay? It's having a plan for after the plan. Especially knowing that Roman's going to be out. Exactly. If, If Roman's going out... Who is stepping in? That is my question. Because right. you can't, to my mind, when you have had an iconic reign, when you have had an era-defining reign, it's really mm-hmm. hard just to switch to a transitional champ. Because there has to be build, there has to be meaning, there has to be a reason. Mm-hmm. It's got to be solid, right? Like, I don't think you can just be like, lol, it's on this guy, lol, it's on this guy. You can't hot potato it after someone's had it for the best part of two years. Especially when you've 
built in an all the gold storyline too. Like it's not just one belt we're talking about. It's all of the boys' belts. Yes, because this is one of those things where they have built up this faction to be obviously very important and amazing. And so what happens when the leader of that faction is going to be out? Yeah. Like, what do you do now? It can either be a a glaring monster of a fuck up or it can be a huge opportunity because you can use this opportunity to make other people feel important. Yes. Or you can just burn everything that went before it. The natural choice is Cody just because he's on fucking fire. And I do love the idea of family versus family and the idea of Cody Mm -hmm. coming out to stand alone against the family of the bloodline and be like, my dad is with me all the time. Like I get goosebumps when I even personally book that moment for myself, (laughs) which is is nice for me, isn't it? It's so wild because like that storyline of like, his character constantly just being an homage to his dad. I feel like this is the first time it's really worked for me because he he did it in WWE before. And I was like, oh, yeah, 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 heartfelt, heartfelt. And then when they did it at AEW, when it was like he had that fantastic match with Dustin. And I was like, oh, yeah, I am in on this. And then like he kind of floundered. And I was like, well, you have to do something else. But because... We have the bloodline, which is all about like mm-hmm. in the same way uh, that the Fast and the Furious is like family, 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 yeah. family. That has already been established. So when yes. he comes in, it's like, oh, talking up our family, talking about whomst we are and our legacy is already a storyline before he came in. So it would make a lot of sense to bring him Right? In. It's super powerful here. And I, I know Cody is, I mean, having watched two hours of Broken Skull Sessions, yeah. saying, you know, this is the first time he wants to honor the leg- legacy and work with it rather than against it. I kind of, I get that. And I do feel like he's carrying it more proudly now. Rather than just being Dusty's kid, it feels to me now that he's like, hey, dad, I'm going to make you proud. I love that we're doing the Seth program first. I love that we are establishing Cody before you push him into a title picture because I think that would have been a mistake. I think people would have turned against him if they'd immediately been like, put a belt on him. I agree. Uh, And instead they've let people learn the words to his song (laughs) and let the kids get on board. Uh, And I don't see who else it would be. I did enjoy his match with The Miz, but I enjoy every Miz match. Every Every Miz moment. Did you get a chance to watch NXT? I did not. I will say I saw the brackets for the breakout tournament and I saw all of the wrestlers' Mm -hmm. names. I had a good old chuckle and I needed that on Tuesday. So if anyone wants to just like have a moment and look at wrestler name Mad Libs, um, go check out the names (laughs) on the breakout tournament brackets. I'm like, who the fuck are these people? I can't wait until I see (laughs) the, the tweet chain from assorted humans that I actually have blocked or muted um, but someone inevitably uh-huh. sends to me in six months where it's like the following people have been released from NXT and I'm like who are these people and that is not a fault of the people I'm not shitting on the people no, I'm shitting no, on no, the no. current it's NXT them. product anyway in answer to your question no uh, but I did see Becky wearing a pirate shirt so I mean that's something isn't it <sighs> that's something she's just so good so moving over to AEW yo that Burberry ref shirt that MJF had. There was the cage match between Wardlow and Sean Spears. 
I'm sorry. I, I stopped trying to make Sean, Sean Spears happen. Yeah, he's the fetch of AEW. He's not going to happen. But, but I get it. And also, the person who made that shirt did a tweet. They are under Danger Snake. Danger is not spelled the way that you would think. I'm assuming that that's how they spell their <laughs> actual name. It is D A I N G E R Snake, who uh, designed the Burberry shirt. Love and it. that scarf and that shirt and that design is at this point so dated that it's coming back around. And I wonder if he knows this. He must know this, but it has such intensely chavvy connotations in the UK. It will yeah, be yeah, yeah. so hard for yep. Burberry. And they've done it here and there. Every so often someone will wear a Burberry trench and they're like, oh my God, they're cool again. But it's the trench and the trench only. Everything else is it's like not a trash design. bag. And it's it just it's cheapened the brand. It's done that thing where it became so popular that it cheapened it. And it's one specific accessory and it is the fucking scarf for Burberry. And it's the same as, um, this mm-hmm. sounds so snooty and I feel like such an arsehole, but I have to say, it. but when everyone, every influencer on the internet had the Gucci belt, and then suddenly the Gucci belt right. didn't mean anything anymore because every fucker had the Gucci belt. If they made a fanny, tack, pa- fanny pack, maybe. Actually know. would go nuts for a Gucci fanny pack. That, that would be a good time. Burberry print in the UK has intrinsic heat for being a chavvy wannabe. Would you mind explaining to, I know what a chav is. Would you mind explaining to the Americans what a chav is? So there's a lot of debate on the origin of chav. Um, chavvy so you can be a chav and something can also be chavvy. Uh, and it kind of just means, it, a lot of it came about the same time as The Only Way is Essex, which I know a lot of people will know, uh, which is people from Essex yes. who are, you know, loud and brash and possibly where a lot of designer stuff. It's, you, it's your Jersey Shore. It is our Jersey Shore. Essex is just outside of yes. London. It is a very distinctive accent, which offends the ears of many of many Brits. Those people were chavs. At one point, it was a little bit of a lower class connotation. You know, we love a bit of classism in the UK. You know, that's our favorite thing. But to call someone a chav was an insult to be like, ah, oh, you chavvy bastard. That is not a nice thing to say to someone. But it's still a relatively gentle insult. MJF, bit of a chav. But I will say a fucking genius chav because I've been following his Twitter war with AEW and his threats to leave. He knows exactly what he's doing. Right? And I don't want to spend my time shitting on Tony Khan because that's for me to do in my own time. That's one of my favorite things to do that I don't need to do with you guys. But I was reading... Don't make your hobby your job. Right? Exactly. If you, if, But then at the same time, Danielle, if you do the thing you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Uh, and I do <laughs> love to shit on baby billionaires. So please allow me one moment just to recap the double or nothing media call yesterday, which I was following along with. Tony just like, A, he is still a mark, but B, he can't get it right. And he was talking about the MGF thing. And obviously the media call is part work, part shoot, because, you know, it's you're doing your job. You're explaining everything that's going on. But people were asking about the MJF tweets and about MJF saying he's had enough and he wants to leave. And Tony was just like, oh, you know, the best angles have a bit of truth to them. So you're saying this is a work because... With MJF, like, we truly don't know. We don't have enough history on him. And we know he's a student of the game. I would say MJF knows even more about this business than Tony. And we know Tony's a huge mark. We know Tony loves the business. I will give him credit for that always. But MJF, he's got wrestling in his blood. like, And he transfused it there himself. You know, like, he's not a third, second generation wrestler. He just fucking got hold of a bag of wrestle blood and stuck it straight into his veins. Like Morbius. Oh, God, sorry. 
Yeah, no, let's not talk about Morbius. Let's not, let's not. But it was interesting. It was interesting. And the less said about Tony's comments on uh, women's wrestling, the better. So anyway, there's more breaking news, Danielle. There is. uh, There was other stuff we were going to talk about. But literally right before we started taping this at early in the morning, I have not had my coffee and I'm still like in a tired baby haze. God, I don't even think I've taken my Ritalin yet. Anyway, breaking news. New Japan had a whole ass press conference where they talked about the Kota Ibushi recent tweets, which is a a story that we said that we would continue to follow. They told us a lot of things that are not our goddamn business. None of it. Not my business. I mean, I have some great news. My great news is I've had two Mm -hmm. cups of coffee and my antidepressant, so I'm fucking ready to go on this. I swear the cats and butts are coming. So everyone knows Kota posted a bunch of Mm -hmm. texts a couple of weeks ago that were screenshots of texts between him and a New Japan official threatening his job, Kota claiming abusers within the company, and the texts between him and the official where they were threatening him. And it, it was very, very ugly, and it was very unpleasant. And then New Japan, in their infinite wisdom, wow, decided to host a press conference to clarify what's been happening and address the recent claims made by Kota Ibushi. What they said is Kota appeared at um, an alternate promotion Mm -hmm. back in March, which put him in breach of his contract. But when you read it, like he walked out to the ring with some of the wrestlers. He didn't perform. He seconded one of the wrestlers, which is bad. Like, you know, if Adam Cole showed up to walk... Roman, <laughs> lol, imagine. Uh, but if Roman showed up to walk Punk out to the ring, you know, like that would yes. be bad. But anyway, Kota was there and he claims he made a spur of the moment decision to second the wrestlers out to the ring. But he apologized. To and was be like, supporty. Yes, yeah. but he was like, you know what? Yes, that was breach of my contract. I have an exclusive contract with New Japan. That was wrong. So mm-hmm. they had that conversation. Then mm-hmm. Mr. Ibushi took the president by car to a restaurant. I don't know why they need to give you all of this information. It seems to be to distract from the fact that they then immediately follow this up by saying, but you know what? He posted all those tweets, not because he's really mad at us, but because his mum tried to commit suicide and he was sad about it, which is where I lost my goddamn mind. Not my fucking business. It's not their business. If Kota Ibushi confided in that to them and again Kota Ibushi hasn't commented on this at this point so if Kota confided and said I am very sorry I was under mental distress because I had a very serious family matter happening and Mm -hmm. I reacted by talking about what was happening at my work then that is a conversation for them to have that is not a conversation for them to hold a press conference and slide that information in in the middle of it with like one line slip it in and then to just go on and be like, oh, yeah, but let's talk about the tweets anyway. Uh, we are going to be um, penalizing him for this. But we also realize the words of the official were pretty bad, too. So we'll be penalizing him. And then they go on to say, you know, we're really thankful that Kota works here. We think he's great. We realize his utmost priority must be taking care of his mother. Fuck you guys. Fuck you guys for that line. Uh, and then they say, basically, if he can't wrestle, uh, I really hope he'll help me run stardom. Uh, and I'm like, fuck you. Maybe he'll help us run stardom. I don't fucking know. But we're not going to release him, which is clearly what he wants. But we are going to talk about his mother's very personal mental issue. Alleged <sighs> personal issue. It's not even his. Like, right? it would not be our business if nope. he was going through something and he was like, I was feeling this way and I was feeling. What the fuck does his mom have to do with anything? 
literally this could have been a tweet that was like, hey, I know that there's been a lot of controversy about Kota Ibushi. Don't worry. You know, we're dealing with some of this. He is he is still under contract. We believe in Kota Ibushi. That's all you have to but say. But then at the end, it's like, anyway, we're really sorry this happened during Super Juniors. We hope this doesn't disrupt from your enjoyment of New Japan. I'm like, you know what? It really fucking does. Because now I'm not just worried that you've been an abusive company that has terrible practices. I also yeah. now I'm concerned that you're fucking scumbags. I, mm, mm, furious. Absolutely yeah, furious. Yeah, yeah. Cats and butts uh, and butts uh, and cats and cats and butts and butts. Cats and butts. Oh, there's a cat right now. You can't. Uh, uh, if you can you see a cat me? or touch a cat right now, I recommend you do it. It's like, it's really good for you. If not, think about a butt you enjoy. Uh, because Oh, and there are so many good ones. So many I am telling ones. you. And there are many people who want you to enjoy their butts in a consensual and respectful fashion. So let's let's all do that for a moment because I... Maybe Let's I do drink that. too much coffee. Maybe there was a happy medium between me and Danielle, and maybe it's Julian. I don't know. <laughs> it's always Julian. It's always Julian. <laughs> it's always Julian. Um, if you have any thoughts on everything we've talked about, including cats, butts, me having not had my Ritalin yet, Lindsay Kelk having a lot of coffee, Julian being perfect and having a fantastic hairline. I see you, Hairline King. I see your hairline's been touched up. You can tell us all about it at our Facebook group. Plus, you can hear more about what we thought about wrestling on our Twitter pages, especially what Julian thinks, because Julian is a spicy and he runs the Twitter page. Find links to both in our show notes. When we come back, the life and times of a cowboy, baby. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Lindsay. I've got a business proposal for you. Ooh, lay it on me. Picture this. Food that's delivered straight to your door. I'm picturing it. I'm picturing it. In a tasty bottle or a delicious square form. Okay. Four corners. And it allows you to avoid expensive drive throughs time-wasting cleanup, and tiring cooking. Danielle, I, I don't want to interrupt, and I don't want to stop your flow, because clearly genius, uh-huh. genius is happening. Thank you. But... It does Obviously. sound a little bit like you've ripped off the idea of our sponsor, Soylent. No, this this was all my I didn't know. Okay, yeah, no. Yeah. I, did. I mean you did. And I understand because I love to take my pick of the Soylent Complete Meal, Complete Energy, or Complete Protein. And I know you have a favorite, which is why you decided to respectfully steal from them. It's not stealing, it's an homage, first of all. And secondly, obviously, like eat food. Food is great. We love food. We're not saying don't eat food, but we're saying that like, look, sometimes you're like me. uh, I don't always remember to like, I don't really do breakfast. Like I I try to, it it isn't a thing where it's like, I skip breakfast. It's like, no, like I'm not good at remembering to do things. The Soylent protein is just like an easy way for me to be like, okay, I'm getting my calories. I'm getting my proteins on. Like I'm making sure that I am still taking care of my body because I don't like to like eat big things. Also, look, I'm trying to cook. Man, I'm trying to cook more, but I'm definitely not. Like, and I love breakfast, but I do breakfast for dinner. I'm not doing, I'm not getting up and cooking. I got stuff to do, like more sleeping and play Wordle, watch wrestling. Like, I'm not doing it. So yeah, obviously eat food. Food is amazing. 
But in those moments where you're in a rush or for some reason you're just like, I, I can't right now. I just need like a quick snack. That is where Soylent comes in. It is genius for that. Uh, we recorded really early this morning and I thought, what do I have that I can put in my body that will keep my brain going while I talk about the wrestles? And it was a Soylent bar. It was a Soylent square, which is really mm. where you fell down because that's where I figured out what you were doing. You could have picked any other shape, Danielle. <laughs> you could have picked any other shape. It was the corners. It yeah, was the it was corners. the corners that That's got you and up. it was the corners yeah. that tripped you up but i'm afraid danielle not only does this business that you're ripping off already exist you can get it for a discount anyone listening to this can get soylent for a discount if you go to soylent.com forward slash tights and use promo code tights you'll get 20 percent off your first order that is soylent.com forward slash tights and promo code t-i-g-h-t-s for 20 percent off your first order you're in a theater. The lights go down. You're about to get swept up by the characters and all their little details and interpersonal dramas. You look at them and think, that person is so obviously in love with their best friend. Wait, am I in love with my best friend? That character's mom is so overbearing. Why doesn't she just stand up to her? Oh God, do I need to stand up to my own mother? If you've ever recognized yourself in a movie, then join me, Jordan Cruciola, for the podcast Feeling Seen. We've talked to author Susan Orlean on realizing her own marriage was falling apart after watching Adaptation, an adaptation of her own work, and comedian Hari Kondabolu on why Harold and Kumar was a depressingly important movie for Southeast Asians. So join me every Thursday for the Feeling Scene podcast here on Maximum Fun. Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Danielle Radford, and I am joined today by Lindsay Kelk. Time to give one corner of the wrestling world some extra attention. This is our main event. Let's get ready to oh. Anal bleeding. Whoa! Whoa. Oh. Holy shit! WWE I love Kate. On a hard fight victory. Live, pal. What? It will never, it will never not like make no. a, in a in a week where I could use some joy. Thank yeah. you, Julian. That what really spoke to my soul this week. What? what? I mean, that's really been <laughs> what? word of the week. What? 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 Yeah, there it is. There yep, it is. There it, it is. Make it your ringtone, oh, yeah. uh, and you'll never, you'll never, you know, give a man a fish. <laughs> Teach a man to make a what a ringtone. Make a what? Wait, make a what your ringtone, and you'll never want another day in your life. What? <laughs> All right, so we are going to get into some Wrestle Joy. He's the AEW World Champion that the company spent the most time building up. And now, Hangman Adam Page has a date with CM Punk in the biggest match of his career. I love this place. I care about this place. This is my home. And this Sunday at Double or Nothing, I will not, I will not be defending this championship against you. No, for the first time in my life, I will be defending all elite wrestling from you. Lindsay Kelk, I, I feel like we've been following him through a lot of his indie career, right? So what's have you why do I keep what's whomst what's themst cats I'm cats butst but uh Lindsay Kelkst yes what 
Sorry. What? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've we've talked a little bit about this, but like, how did you feel about Adam Page in his indie career? Firstly, I feel really bad that every every match Adam Page ever has is the most important match of his career. It's like, oh, I Jericho, mean. most important match of his career. Tag team titles, most important match of his career. Kenny Omega, most important match of his career. I'm like, Adam, you Which sweet summer child. Bad... No, because yeah, he's early it, doors. You know, he's early yes, doors. Yes. So I was aware of Adam pre-AEW, not really from his ring of honor, Although he was a big Ring of Honor guy. And I, you know, yeah. a lot of people are like, oh, he first came up in AEW. It's like, well, if you're going to be particular, like he was on Ring of Honor for like a minute. But he was never, I don't think, a big name. My cat agrees because he wants to be part. He wants to be part of Cats and Butts mania, which is what this episode Anderson? will be. Anderson is here to be part of Cats and Butts mania and to talk oh. about Adam Cole. He's a huge fan, actually. I don't know as he really came to prominence until he joined Bullet Club. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's where I really came to know him when he started showing up at New Japan and he started showing up on Being the Elite more than anything, honestly. Same. He was such a huge mm-hmm. part of Being the Elite, you know, Adam Cole's ghost. But that's when Adam Page sort of came to the fore for me. And he always kind of felt like the quietest personality in Bullet Club at that yes. time. And he was a big part of those storylines with Cody's coup, his Bullet Club takeover. Mm-hmm. Paige was always a big part of that. Paige was always aligned with Cody, which is really fascinating when you think about now. I know. But he was always a huge part of that. And I don't know why it is that he just, does he seem too nice for this business? Is it me or does he just seem like a sweet, anxious millennial cowboy? And a part of it I know is because I listened to a bunch of interviews with him a million years ago where I know he was a teacher. Like he's married to his high school sweetheart. He's from Virginia. The main thing I know about him, I believe it was his uncle or his great uncle invented the Virginia is for lovers slogan. I know. What a wild, what a wild fact. (laughs) These are the things I know, but I know facts about him but i don't feel like i know him very well he feels like one of those people who is incredibly talented but allows other people to have the floor yes totally it's one of those things where i'm like i know you have this in you but it feels like you're always being very gracious and i'm ready for you to like stop fucking doing that i think we've seen a little bit of that in this yes. storyline with punk we've seen him be like i'm sick of being the nice guy and i'm gonna challenge yes. you but the problem mm-hmm. is it's against punk and everyone loves punk so much everyone loves everyone him loves so punk. much yeah um that i think it's not like it's against like ricky him. or like someone that's like oh yeah right please, exactly fucking. and it's tough and i think when they tried to do the alcoholic storyline oof, oof. i hated that uh, so much yeah i was like he's just That man's been a high school teacher. Let him have a fucking drink at the end of the day. Hangman Page, cocktail, it looks to me like. You're embarrassing me. You're embarrassing me. The elite back together, at least three of them. Just wants to Matt to hold his beer, it looks like. No, 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 no! Oh, Oh, my God, what What impact! What What impact! I just don't think we should be touching substance abuse's storyline these days. No, In any way, shape, or form. No. Um, Let alone a man that had a whiskey. So I don't think that was terribly successful. You know, it's been a really interesting road for him. He really has been around the whole time. He was up against Jericho for the title at the very beginning. Then he had his tag run with Kenny, which was fine. But I feel like the questions that I saw raised and the questions I had were, you have Kenny Omega and you're going to put him in a tag team when you've got so many great tag teams. 
So it never seemed to make perfect sense. Well, this was during that point, and a lot of us talked about it, where we were like, look, we understand that like you're trying to elevate talent and not put yourself first. And when it comes to like the Bucks or Cody, it was like, okay, I get it. When it comes to Kenny Omega, bitch, kick the door down. Bitch, you're fucking Kenny. Right? I mean, you brought Kenny in as your number one A talent to showcase and say, look what we have. And yes. then you just, you put him in a tag team and that, it just wasn't fair. And I don't think it was fair to Paige. I don't think it was. No. And then they had the stuff where they had him flirting with the Dark Order. Is he even in the elite anymore? What is this? Do we know? He will always be okay with me because the man rode a horse into a match. At Tights and Fights, we are very big proponents of ride something in the ring. A chariot, a horse, a tank, a mini tank. Ride something into the ring. We will a always Pope-mobile. be fans. I don't fucking care. Ride something into the yeah. ring. I will, you will be over with me forever unless you yes. also accompany it to um, rolling, rolling, rolling. I can't get on board with yes. that. But the rest of it's fine. Yeah, no, not for me. Now, uh, obviously, he is going into the CM Punk match. I very much prefer Adam Page chasing. Yes, and I think that is key um, as to why his title reign hasn't been as satisfying as yeah. I perhaps wanted it to be. Because I love him. And I remember like really early on when AEW started and I had a lot more um, enthusiasm for it. But I was like, oh my God, I love Adam Page. I love Adam Page. He looks fucking great. He's tall. He's gorgeous. Like he he has the look. He has an interesting gimmick. I don't actually know if yes. it fully works because I'm like, what makes you a cowboy? Um, the hangman thing, like the, the noose is... I yeah, mean, it, well, it just feels um, kind of my not right now, but it also just, I just felt like, don't, a little like, dated. As, as a person, I'm just like not really into nooses. You could probably figure out why. <laughs> that seems fair. Um, you can be a <laughs> cowboy without carrying around a noose. Lasso. Yes. Lasso. It's the same. It's the same thing. It's just a little bit longer. I like to believe that because he's a teacher, it's actually the you had this in England, the hangman game. Oh, nice. Did you? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Like, that's what of I tried. He should have that on a t-shirt. It's Hangman the game yeah. that you played in, like, elementary school to learn words. It yeah. was the original Wordle. That and he was a fair. teacher, so I'm trying to believe that that was what I mean, that working, was. Yeah. working ourselves into being okay with it. Um, but maybe if there was more diversity in Bullet Club, maybe we would have, someone would have gone, do you know what? Exactly. Do you know 100%. What? I don't know or, about this. Or even if there was more diversity in Bullet Club, it would be like, oh, like, I don't, this doesn't bother me as much. But when it's just yeah. like, when your whole gimmick is, and I I choose to believe that they knew what they were doing. Hey, like, we're fucking douchebag gaijin. And we're doing douchebag gaijin American stuff. Like, you yeah. know, hangman and bullets and blah, blah, blah. Before it became unironic. And people were like, ah, fucking pew, totally. pew, pew, And when pew, you pew, think pew. about the origins of it with Finn... And if you originate it with Prince Devitt, who is Irish and not American, but when you take that factor out of it, which obviously is an an undisputable fact, it only happens here, it is synonymous with our country, but you put it on Finn, you can see how a a long time ago now, a gaijin was just like, I know what will look cool, bullet club. And you're like, okay, but the connotations change and ownership changes this happens all over the world in every kind of thing you know like something gets started by one person and then someone else takes it over bullet club not comfortable and i will take cats and butts over guns and nooses every day of the week so let's have him be a different kind of cowboy there's loads of cowboys 
Butts and Cats Club. Um, right? Oh, my God. I would wear that T-shirt. Julian, speak to the powers that be. Butts and, butts actually, and Cats Club. <laughs> dude, no, I'm not even kidding. That's parody law. We could make a Butts and Cats absolutely. Club shirt. Our lawyer has oh spoken, Julian. Our legal representative. We want that Butts and Cats Club. <laughs> Genuinely, okay, we'll talk about this after the pod. I think this is actually a great idea. <laughs> um, and I have many ways we can do this that have nothing to do with bullets yeah. or skulls or anything. Nation of Conversation, we will be commissioning you for this logo shortly. So keep that in mind. And we will pay. It won't be one of those things where it's like, you know, please volunteer to show us a logo. No, if we would pay people. We're not assholes. We respect But so we respect art and your time. As we've talked about, he's had this run up with Punk where Punk has basically been like trolling him and being who Punk is. Do you think he's going to lose the title? Is it time for him to lose the title? How you feeling? I truly don't know because I will give Phil credit where credit's due. Um, Your best I, friend, Phil. My best friend, Phil. As Phil Brooks' uh, good friend and noted young lady, uh, I feel like I can speak <laughs> for him. But uh, he, you know, he is someone that will put over talent. Yes. More so now. <laughs> More so in his current iteration as to before when, uh, let's not forget why the women's match got bumped from uh, Mania in New York because Phil and Mark wanted to show off. So the Funkadactyls and the Bellas got cancelled. Never forget. I will never forget. Um, but, you know, I do feel like now in his new version of Unky Phil, Unky Phil will put talent over and it would be a huge thing for Paige to be... Yeah. Punk, which I, I feel like he would do. I think at this point in Punk's career, he's like, let me cash them checks and let me put over young talent. Yeah, but I, I feel also, like that's very much where he's at in his career. We also know he does have an ego. It hasn't gone away. We also know Tony no. fucking loves him. Uh, and he has said that Everyone he would does. like to yeah. have the belt. He has said he would like to be champion. I would not be shocked either way. I'm very curious to see how the match plays out. I'm excited to see the match. I think it's going to be a good fight. I agree. On one hand, I'm like, yeah, it's time for Paige to lose this because it has been a lackluster title run. And that's not all on him. That's also on the fact that I think AEW, we've talked about this, I don't want to go into it, but I think AEW struggles to make that title feel important. And and Punk, Punk having it... Punk makes it feel important. It feels important. Now, my hope is that if Paige loses the title, he continues to chase it after that. Yes. Um... Do you think that that might be what happens or do you think that maybe it'll be one of those things where it's like, oh, well, the story is over, move on to the next thing? I think if you don't keep him in contention and you don't have him furious and want it back, and you could even have him be a little bit like, I've been champion all this time and you haven't given me the respect I deserve. And then this guy yeah. wanders in who quit the business and now he yep. wanders in and took my belt and you love this guy. Like you could do yep. that angle with him. Um, and I, if I was being really ballsy, I would have Paige take it back off Punk in a career match, honestly. Oh. Because Punk has said he doesn't want to do this that much longer. And then he could go and, like... He could go he, run Ring know, of Honor. Uh, do the pencil at uh, Ring of Honor, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So I, that's what I would do. And then I think you have a sec Paige have a second run at the title as, like, fired up Paige. Because I don't know that, how that, you fire that's what him I want. just from winning yes. against Punk. I think it's a waste if you don't have him do that. And so obviously, as we do, we asked y'all in the Nation of Conversation 
to send us your thoughts on the hangman and the responses were oddly enough like all over the place so on the negative side <laughs> cuddle punk underscore one not me gosh not me darn it. I do <laughs> on twitter said uh hangman is the first aew champion where most people know him from just aew and like AEW, I have a hard time seeing what makes him special other than being told he is. Seriously, go back. It is. I I, I understand. But go back. I promise. That's um, a burn, though. That is a, that is a, a that decent is like a burn. Because I was like, oh, burn. that's a fair statement. And then by the end of it, I was like, oh, fucking burn. Good you, work, Cuddle You know, punk. Uh, that's, that look, punch. Cuddle Punk cuddled at the beginning, punked at the end nominative, um, nominative determination right there right there <laughs> love it on the positive side jordan and others on facebook said favorite dude he consistently rises to the occasion certainly in ring but also on mic he can be counted on to deliver as much as i do agree that his championship run has a lot more potential than they've tapped thus far. I think AEW really underutilizes their babyface champs in general. Not wrong. Not wrong. Not wrong. Not I, wrong. I, I, all of the criticism we've had for him, like, I feel like Paige is one of those situations where we're like criticizing a thing we love as opposed yes. to many other aspects of this business. We're yeah. like, oh, this guy's so great. Like, unleash it. There is greatness in him. Yes. And I don't know how to get it out right now. I think he needs something to do it. Because he is good on the mic, and he looks good, and he's good I in the agree. ring, and he can ride a horse, and he can teach our children. And that's all I need from a man. That's it's more than I need personally from a man. So, like, come on. Come on, Tony. Well, I mean, crack it. speaking of a man... Or the man, this very much feels like a Becky situation where yes. it's like, I love you. I love what you do. You haven't found it yet. Yeah. Someone needs to bust it, his face open, metaphorically Someone needs speaking. to bust his face open. Where is Naya? <laughs> Not vaccinated. <laughs> Charlie Mackhorn on Twitter said, regardless of his reign, which I like well enough, but not as much as his chase for the title, we agree, obviously. Showing up in pride colors in Florida at Revolution has made me a fan for life. We have said this time and time again. The AEW boys, they are really trying and, and showing and being supportive in the way that they can yeah. on the show. We love an ally. Um, we love an ally. We love an ally. But yeah, no, I, I also agree as someone who is you know, gay, but like not that gay. I'm gay, but I still don't say that. No, I'm I'm gay, but I'll still suck a dick. But like it's <laughs> cats and butts and cats and butts and cats and butts and cats and butts and cats and butts. But yes, obviously, as the queer bow in me, one that's why uh, Julian calls me pansexual chocolate. <laughs> so if you've got more to say about Hangman Adam Page, go to our Facebook group via the links in the show notes. And when we come back, we have got three things from wrestling that we want to share with you. That's up next on Tights and Fights and Cats and Butts and Cats and Butts and Cats and Butts. Video games. Video games. Video games. You like them? Maybe you wish you had more time for them. Maybe you want to know the best ones to play. Maybe you want to know what happens to Mario when he dies. <laughs> In that case, you should check out Triple Click. 
It's a podcast about video games. A podcast about video games? But I don't have time for that. Sure you do. Once a week, Kickback as three video game experts give you everything from critical takes on the hottest new releases to scoops, interviews, and explanations about how video games work to fascinating and sometimes weird stories about the games we love. Triple Click is hosted by me, Kirk Hamilton. Me, Jason Shire. And me, Maddie Myers. You can find Triple Click wherever you get your podcasts and listen at MaximumFun.org. Bye! Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Danielle Radford and I'm joined today by Lindsay Kelk. This week, we're going to share some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is the three count. Lindsay Kelk, my love, my one and only. My You're love. up first. My second best my friend love. after Phil. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> what are you putting over, babe? I came up with stuff because I was like, oh shit, I don't have anything to put over because I've been sat in my room going what all week um what and then i thought this is sounds so cheesy but the thing that made me the happiest when i thought about it was just having this conversation and knowing it would be a highlight of my week and knowing it would be something that um made me feel better about everything being fucking terrible uh so i want to put over the fucking podcast i want to put over our community and our listeners and you danielle and even you julian uh and your dog i see him in the background and halbert who can't be here because he's real busy but he's on that group chat (laughs) propping us up uh and like i say everyone listening right now and because you're propping us up too like you are part of this and i see it all on twitter i see you all on facebook i have had a really hard time with social media this week so i've been trying not to it's been really hard and knowing that this was a thing uh really helped pull me through the week because i knew it would make me feel better and it has um so thanks to you guys and like i say i see you all on twitter i've seen you're all on the right side of this. You're all on the right side of history. Um, and when a lot of people aren't, it it is really, really important to know who is. And it, I'm not saying everyone should shout out and jump up and down and add their voices to a very fucking loud conversation all the time. But it is reassuring, I think, sometimes to know where your allies are and where your support is. And I know it's you guys. And that's what makes this a joy. Beyond it being about wrestling and cats and butts, it's about decent human beings coming together. So thanks, pals. Yeah, no, I, I'm going to like the last two weeks have been like, whew. And I agree like with uh, Kelky Kelk. Y'all are amazing and wonderful. And thank you. And and I, I also I sometimes it does feel like our jobs are a little like frivolous um, in the face of like the world and everything else. But a it is our job. But B, it's also like if we can give you like a second of something that makes you feel good and happy and positive, we are happy to do that because y'all do that for us. So hardcore cosign on everything Mm -hmm. that Kelk just said. And thank you, Kelk. You just made me tear up at nine in the morning. Fucking nailed Um, it. That was the plan all along. I'm going to make Robin cry. You know I cry at everything. (laughs) Julian. 
Well, now I'm going to feel bad putting me? over anything. So no, yeah. no, 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 no. should feel terrible. I am the only <laughs> one who's allowed to say nice things. So. Moral high ground. Donnie, Donnie nailed it. Donnie nailed. Right. Even when I'm being nice, I'm fucking other people because I am a heel. <laughs> when will you learn? When will you learn? It's from like 2018 and also uh, inspired by a lot of our chat last week about Sasha Banks. So in, in 2018, great songwriter slash band John Darneal of the Mountain Goats came out with an album called Beat the Champ. Everybody oh, loved yeah. it. I think like WWE was like all over it. They interviewed him for a bunch of stuff, which he said was a dream come true. And he was, John has said before that he is mostly a territories guy, you know, very, very, very old mm -hmm. school person. Um, yeah. But of course, all the wrestlers being marks that they are and wanting to have some, wanting to have a spotlight, uh, Sasha tweeted out at him, where's my song at the Mountain Goats? <laughs> so can you blame her? John decided, you know, friendly guy that he is to uh, learn her story and said that he would finish the song by the end of the tour. Oh. And it took a little bit longer than that. And, you know, he said like he was really happy to do it. And he wrote a great song for her that uh, came out and also was kind of like this Mountain Goats B-side that was like, I think only like passed around online and on YouTube and whatnot. But my favorite line from it is Head off to camp in Boston Come up through the independence Those, Those who would stand, stand between me and my final destination, destination Get, get torched, torched inside the fire of my transcendence, transcendence Which is a really great uh, <laughs> mountain yeah. coat's line That's what I say every morning when I look at myself in the mirror right. uh, that's, that's my affirmation now That is my new affirmation every fucking day <laughs> well, and it, and it is one of those things where I feel like a lot of people who are always like, Sasha's too cocky, blah, blah, blah. You should actually go back and like look at her backstory because it's she's been through a hell of a lot of shit. Thank you, yep. Julian. And speaking of someone's backstory. So on a website, uh, the Players Tribute Tribune, Jade Cargill wrote essentially like a little um, long form autobio on herself. Yo. It is so good. Some highlights, and I'm not giving everything, literally, if you love wrestling, you should read this. She's talking about like, like feeling awkward in her body because she was always like the tall kid that was too muscular um, and, and how that led her to find sports. She talked about how she learned to love theater and going to plays and how she learned to love books and reading. I think a lot of her people think of her as like, oh, well, she's like muscular and she looks good, but she doesn't care about the business. She's been watching wrestling since she was a kid. She was talking about like how her and her friends would do all of the dangerous backyard shit that you were told in the beginning of WWE all the time. Do not try this at home. She was trying it at home. Like she has been a fan since she was a kid. And it talks about like just a lot of the stuff that she went through, but a lot of it is very much like, hey, here's my journey. Here's what I've been through. It's a great story and it is well worth like, you know, like the 10 minutes, five minutes, depends on how many water breaks you take, that it takes you to like read it. So go read that. It is worth your time. So that does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. For this week, your hosts were Lindsay Kelk, along with me, Danielle Radford. Anyone got anything to plug this week? I'm going to go ahead before I forget, because we asked Halbert, 
our love, our one and only. Halbert is playing Modoc on Squirrel Girl Unbeatable Radio Show. That is out now, it looks like, or at least has been advertised. Go check that out. He might have some more stuff coming up soon, but he can't announce it yet. Lindsay Kelk. I got books. Mm. I, I, I recommend them as another form of self-care. I've had I actually had oh. some really lovely messages from people this week saying like, hey, thanks for writing a, a funny, nice thing um, with kissing yeah. in it because it gave me a minute. And that's like Danielle said, what we're trying to do. So if if you need more than this hour, feel free to listen to an audiobook or uh, pop to your library or your bookshop or online bookshop, mm-hmm. um, download an ebook or buy a book, not just one of mine, any old book. I can't recommend books enough for mental health because it it's a different way of taking in information than watching it or streaming it or listening to it because it makes your brain think nice things <laughs> like it makes your it your does. whole brain go to another place um whereas when sometimes when i'm watching wrestling you know my mind drifts and i'm thinking about the bad things or sometimes i'm listening to music or a podcast i can only stay focused for a certain amount of time a book will hold your attention in a different way um so not just mine all books i'd like to put over books this week uh, <laughs> that would be my thing so yeah, uh, uh, we're still doing, I'm still a hunk, y'all. Still a hunk. Still a hunk. So uh, please remember that at the night of a thousand hunks, which I think means all of you are also hunks. I don't think it's a capacity of a thousand, but I think it means that all of us are hunks, which is Thursday, June 2nd. Tickets are going fast, apparently, which is <gasps> fucking dope. Thank you so much. Um, and that is at... Um, uh, Republic of Lucha, I think it was just announced that the Lucha Brothers will be there. <gasps> Dope. And there's still other surprise guests that I have not heard about. So uh, if you are in the Los Angeles area, um, come hang out. Wear, wear a Tights and Fights t-shirt if you have one. I and mean, eventually, that'll be a Butts and Cats t-shirt. We're literally going to brainstorm this after uh, the show. Our producer, Julian Burrell, is the Thursday night Hunter and has something to plug as well. So uh, we mentioned it last week. Uh, uh, Go Fact Yourself is going to have its first live show in two years now. Gosh, I feel I think we've done just as many Zoom format shows as we had done uh, live episodes, which is weird to think oh, about. Um, but I'm very excited for it. It'll be June 18th in the Pasadena area. And the newest thing that we have just found out is that our first uh, guest will be Larry Wilmore of the Nightly Show <gasps> and Blackish so Fame. He's going to be coming so cool. through, getting quizzed on something very silly. I don't know what, because um, usually we try to quiz people about things they don't get to talk about in their careers. So if you want to hear some of the weird things that he's into, uh, you'll get to hear that. And we will be announcing more guests very soon. But you also do need to be there if you want to see some of these special secret guests that we will have uh, in addition to Larry and whoever his um, opponent is. So June 18th, tickets are free in uh, the Pasadena area at KPCC. Uh, Please come. It'll be fun. And don't forget, uh, I think you've mentioned this last week. You gotta show your vax card. You yes, you you will have to wear your mask the whole time. And I, but but it's also Los Angeles. I believe in most places you've got to like show something. Our senior producer at Maximum Fun is the Swish. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so obviously we're putting him over for that. Thank you to all of the Max Fun members that keep this show going, and as Lindsay said, keep us going. Seriously, this has been a lot the last couple of weeks. Y'all keep us going. Keep up with us all week long on all of our social media channels in the show notes. That's also where you can find the official Tights and Fights t-shirt. And we'll be back next week for more, you guessed it, 
wrestling. Ties and Bites Podcast. Ties and Bites. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.